what is this podcast all about, who is Dr. Matt, and lastly, if I were the devil. We are going to cover this and so much more today. Welcome to the Common Sense Podcast. there, everyone. This is the Common Sense Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Matt, and I am so excited to be sitting down with you and talking uh, over this next little bit to talk about some of the things that are going on in the world and why I feel that we are suffering from a serious lack of common sense. So welcome to the podcast. So before we get down to business and actually talk about what I want to in this episode, I thought that it might be interesting since you've never, ever listened to this before because we've never had any other episodes, but also you have no idea who I am. So by way of introduction, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself and uh, why I think you and I have a lot in common. So I'm a patriotic American. I'm a parent. I uh, am also married and uh, to my best friend. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to connect with and share ideas with others who are in the same position, as well as others that maybe don't agree with what I have to say. But as I've been listening to social media for the past couple of years and the mainstream media and the radio, and there's definitely a, a narrative that is being advanced. And that narrative certainly does not reflect in my opinion, how I feel about things. And I think that the middle America is being silenced. And although when you see people voting there, there's definitely that, that, that impact that middle America is making. I think it's very easy for us to feel isolated and alone and, and told to basically shut up and sit down. And if you don't agree with what's being put out there, if you don't agree 100% lock and step with, with that narrative that's being advanced, you are labeled a, a, a bigot, a hater, a phobe, a, a phobophobe or whatever term they want. And they want to silence you and shut you down and, and keep you from expressing what you feel. And, and the great thing about America, people, is that we have the ability and the opportunity to speak our minds. Whether we agree or disagree, freedom of speech is fundamental to our republic, and we need to have the opportunity to speak our minds. And honestly, I think that's where we learn and grow, is when we have the ability to speak our minds and, and hear what others say, but also have the ability to speak without fear of being shut down. So that's what this podcast is all about, and that's what I'm all about. You know, I really, really am passionate about, you know, what's going on, especially because while my kids are, are older, uh, I've seen the effects of, of what's being put out there. And, uh, and I feel like, you know, I'm on an island at times. So I'm hoping that by putting this podcast together, you and I can connect and we can share ideas and we can talk and, and we're going to really have a fun time doing this. So let's get down to business. So for the rest of this episode, I thought it'd be fun to... I don't want to say pay homage because honestly, I was never a huge fan of this particular individual back in the day because when I was first introduced to Mr. Paul Harvey, 
if any of you know that name. I was a younger child, maybe pre-teen, I don't know exactly. But how I got exposed to Paul Harvey was writing with my father. And my father listened to 610 WTVN AM radio uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, one of the things that just drove me crazy was hearing, it's time for Paul Harvey and the rest of the story. Of course, at my young age, I had no appreciation for what this man did or the legend that he was. But as I've become older, um, I was exposed to something he did way back in 1965. 1965, everyone. And I want to read this to you and not really comment a whole lot on it right now. But if you haven't heard it, it's a broadcast that he did entitled If I Were the Devil. And what's amazing is that this was done over 47 years ago. And yet how accurate and applicable it is to 2019 rolling into 2020. So I hope I do it justice, but here is Paul Harvey's If I Were the Devil. So when I talk about, you know, subjects on this podcast, things I want to discuss with you and get your feedback on, and we'll talk about, you know, how we can connect and what we can do to talk one with another. Um, you know, a lot of what I've been hearing lately that's really uh, uh, upset me, for lack of a better phrase, or really irritated me is uh, in the media, the narrative about guns, gun control, red flag laws, the Second Amendment, what are our rights, what do we do to protect each other, you know, um, there's a lot out there. And uh, in, in probably the next episode, I want to kind of delve into this a little bit, uh, but we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, climate change. Yes, that big old nasty thing, climate change. Is it real? Is it a hoax? What's the science say? Is the science being manipulated? You know, what is going on with our climate? So we'll talk about that at some future date. Other issues that I've been thinking about that have been really kind of on my mind is gender. You know, that is something that, you know, if you, not knowing how old I am, but uh, if you go back to when I was a teenager, if you were to kind of say, hey, in 2019, 2020, there's going to be infinite genders and we're all going to be able to identify as whatever and whoever we are and those things, I would have told you you're absolutely insane. And uh, so I want to delve into that and kind of find out what people are thinking, what your thoughts are. So we'll talk about that. Uh, additionally, something else that's bothering me now, this doesn't affect me personally, but it probably may affect you. And that is public schools, or are they really indoctrination camps? Um, that is something that's been on my mind. And, and, you know, lastly, uh, the constitution, you know, uh, the founding document of this great Republic that we have, um, where does it stand? You know, do we need it? Is it useful? Is it dead? Is it an evolving document? Um, what, what is it that we really, you know, want to get out of the constitution these days? So those are just a few of the things about my mind. Of course, if you have something you'd like to discuss or talk about, I would welcome uh, hearing from you. But uh, again, those are just a few of the things that have been kind of bouncing around in my head. And I look forward to talking to them with you in future episodes. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. 
but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, thee. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could and I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families that war with themselves, churches at war with themselves and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have, you'd have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon, I could evict God from the courthouse and then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbols of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what do you bet I could get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich? I would caution against extremes and hard work and patriotism and moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old fashioned, that swinging is more fun that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep up right on doing what he's doing. Now, I know that I said at the outset before I read that, that I wasn't going to get into it too much, but it, I can't help myself because every single time I listen or read that, I'm struck with so many thoughts about how it reflects the world around us. And like I mentioned before, it was written back in 1964, everyone. 
Now I can only sit here and wonder what in the world would Paul Harvey have to say if he were still alive and could see the path that America is on in 2019. But real quickly, let's just take a look at a couple of things that were said and that were kind of covered, if you will, in, uh, in what he wrote. And it's interesting that the first thing he starts off with is that, you know, taking over America. And why? Why would that be such a big deal? I mean, of all the nations on the earth, why America? Well, in my opinion, it's because of what America stands for. And, you know, maybe in some future episode we'll, we'll talk more about this, but I would always welcome your, your uh, input on this uh, when we, you know, moving forward. But I can tell you that I personally believe it's because of what America represents and what it stands for. You see, America is the last bastion of freedom and hope for the inhabitants of our planet. There are millions of people that want to come to our country. We hear about the news all the time, the southern border, people coming, coming over here, trying to get in, trying to get in, trying to get in. The, the people that do make it in and, and how they're you know, trying to better their families you know, back in, in Mexico and other countries and things like that. So there is a reason people are coming here. You don't see that same kind of influx to other countries around the world as far as I know. But it's because, again, of what America stands for. And I think that the reason America is so desirable to so many people goes back to our founding. It is in my very heartfelt opinion that there was divine guidance to those who first landed upon America's shores and that God himself inspired our founders in the creation of our constitution. Nowhere in the world do you have the freedoms that are afforded to us as American citizens. No other country. There may be some that have bits and pieces here and there, but no country offers what America does. And, and sadly, I think that most of the people that live in this country one, haven't been taught those founding principles. They don't know the Bill of Rights. They don't know the Constitution, part of the plan of the indoctrination camps or the schools, if you will. But I digress. But by not knowing what we have here and assuming that we'd be better off to be like everyone else and, and things like that, that, that we're losing what makes America great. And, and I think that the, the big thing is that people have hope here. There's real hope. People hope to be better tomorrow than they were today as individuals and hopefully as a society, as neighborhoods and communities and cities and, and whatnot. There's hope. And with that hope, if you couple that with hard work, and, and this is true, you know, anyone, I don't care who you are, I don't care what station of life you were born into, I don't believe on where you live, if you want it bad enough, there is everything you need in this country to make your dreams come true, to turn them from dreams into reality. It can be done. It may be harder for certain people than others, but it is possible no matter who you are. But if you take away America, if you take away that destination of where people can come to, if we're just like everyone else, you lose that hope. You lose that spirit that makes America unique. And there are certain powers that want that. They don't want us as individuals to have the ability to better ourselves, um, unless you're the elite. But anyway, so that's that first thing there. Now, going into other points that Mr. Harvey talks about, this second part where he talks about how he would you know, tell the people, young people, the Bible is a myth. 
I have very strong feelings about religion. Um, I am a Christian myself, and I have a, a deep faith in in the Bible and in God's love for us as his children. But if you take that away, if you don't let people know that they have divine greatness in them, there's no hope again. It goes back to that whole hope thing. If you don't know that you were born to be great, if you're just an animal or, you know, just a, a creature that's just kind of trudging across the earth until you die, no, no real direction. It's very easy to, again, not think anything of it. So by getting rid of religion, by getting rid of God, uh, the teachings of the Bible, those kinds of things, they're diminishing what people think of themselves. So I, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that if the devil were to uh, do what Mr. Harvey is outlining here, um, getting people to not believe in God, not believe in the Bible, not believe in, in Christian principles or just, just religious principles. I won't just say Christian, but just good, decent principles is, you know, take those away and we devolve as a society. A part of getting rid of religion, once you tackle that is now what about the media? And we talked about the media we're attacked on all sides, everyone. It doesn't matter where you are. It's social media, it's TV, it's radio, it's billboards, it's magazines. It's everything that we see is constantly bombarding us with uh, messages that want things to be lurid and, and uh, enticing and exciting. And we have to be entertained all the time. TV shows have gone from uh, where Married couples slept in separate beds. Well, you know where they're at today, the things that we see on TV. And, and you know, our kids are being exposed to these things. And as they're developing and growing, they're being exposed to images and thoughts and, and different things. And, and, and parents, you know, we're just letting it happen. And it's normalizing things that if you can go back to the whole religious aspect of things, and if you believe in the Bible... And, and those things, they're, they're not right. So, you know, it's this, this, this stepwise, one little step at a time, push it a little bit further. Once that becomes accepted, once that becomes normal, we push it a little bit further. I guess that term progressive, we're progressing. Although I would say regressing is more of a uh, correct terminology. You know, so there's the TVs and the movies and the media. Then we talk about narcotics and alcohol and, and things to dull the senses in the mind. You take away that from people and they're very easy to manipulate, very easy to push around. And again, it's all done in the name of, you know, escapism. You know, I, I look at where we're at and I will tell you that um, there is definitely a problem with drugs and and we can talk about that later, but one thing that I'm kind of concerned about, and I haven't delved into it too much, but is virtual reality. You know, it, once we get to the point where you can plug yourself in to a virtual world that you design, where you have haptic feedback and you can feel things in this virtual world, you know, many people may have seen the matrix, uh, that technology is not that far off, not necessarily plugging us in, you know, via the brain, but, um, if you design a world that is so enticing and so pleasure-ridden 
there's no motivation to ever leave that. Why would you want to leave that and come back into the world where there's trials and, and, and work and hard times and things like that? So, you know, these substances are meant to, again, control us. Next, you know, Mr. Harvey talks about families that are at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves. That's happening. How many families are divided over politics? How many families are, I'm right, you're wrong, and vice versa? And we can't sit down and have a civilized discussion. So we turn to social media, and we post, and we tweet, and we post, and we tweet, and we get into Twitter wars, and, and you know, we just, you know, it's crazy how divided we are as, as people. And I would, I would broker or say that if we could get rid of that, step away from that and realize that what we have in common is so much more important than what divides us. But yet again, you see these subtle things in play, divide, 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 make you feel like you're alone, make you feel like you're on an island or your, your tribe, your group is, is better than that group and that tribe. And that's been happening very, very quickly here in, in recent years. It's kind of scary if you ask me with where things are going as far as that's concerned. Uh, next, he talks about, you know, uh, emotions and, uh, you know, with young people, uh, neglect discipline uh, of emotions, just let those run wild. And we hear that all the time. I feel like this. I feel like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Feelings need to be validated. They are important, but they are feelings. And feelings, in my opinion, should never take the place of facts. And there are facts. And some of the topics I listed earlier in the podcast that we're going to be talking about, there are facts. And those facts are truth. And truth is unalterable. I mean, pure truth. Not changing truth as far as what man may know or may not know. That That's ever-evolving. And, and we we gain further understanding the further we go. But I will say that, that, that there are certain facts that are irrefutable, and that's kind of what I term common sense. Because in each of us, I think there's an innate ability to know truth when we hear it. It resonates with us. Now, we can push that down. We can ignore it. And if we ignore it long enough, it kind of goes away. But we as, we as humans, we as children of God, in my opinion... Truth resonates with us at a frequency that we recognize if we will listen. But if you just let emotions take over, you don't realize the facts for what they are. You know, we talk about prisons overflowing. Uh, that's a huge problem here. We, uh, he talks a little bit about pornography, and that's something that I, I have some strong feelings about, but I won't get into it here and now. And I love how he talks about evicting God from the courthouse. That has happened. Um, I have friends that are lawyers, and, uh, and you know, I, I by no means am a lawyer. Um, but, uh, you know, Ten Commandments that used to be on display outside of courthouses, those are offensive. Those need to be taken down. We need to get rid of those, you know, in the name of progress. Um, God's trying to be evicted from the courthouse, from the schoolhouse, and even from the houses of Congress, unless it's convenient for Congress to call upon that. And, uh, you know, we, we saw that here recently with a, a certain uh, person, which I won't name right now. And even, you know, we're talking about psychology and how that's replacing or being substituted for churches, psychology of religion and, and deifying science. Kind of touch on that earlier. You see that all the time, all the time, getting rid of, of 
symbols that remind us of our divine nature and replacing them with with things of the world and you know again uh, deifying science and and those things again it's all about taking it away and blocking it and and numbing us to these things you know i i just i sit here and i think about it that, that that this is where we're at and it's kind of scary you know the devil whatever form you may make take that but he's very much alive and uh you know we're almost done here and i, I appreciate you hanging out with me so far but the last couple of things that mr harvey talks about and again very personal to me that you know if he if he was the devil he would take from those who have and give to those who want and that will kill the incentive of the ambitious anyone see that happening around us anyone see that in the media pay their fair share well what is their fair share how much is it the rich need to pay their fair share it's not fair that i don't have enough i you know, just give it to me i need this give it to me give it to me give it to me no nowhere does people say that i need to work and earn it it's about taking from those that have and giving to those who don't and uh all in the name of equality again pretty profound and lastly you know as he wraps things up here, he talks about um, gambling. You know, how many people have no problem with gambling? Now, again, I'm not judging. I'm not casting aspersions. I'm just saying how many people think that their retirement lays or their retirement will be fulfilled by winning the lottery? Again, just some thoughts here. You know, I am a patriot. And I believe wholeheartedly in this country and what it offers us. So that's my my take on on uh, Paul Harvey's uh, document, if you will, if I were the devil. And I would love to hear from you guys. Um, so uh, hit me up on on Twitter. Um, you can reach me at uh, the handle on Twitter is com sense podcast. So not common, just com, C-O-M, sense podcast. I'd love to hear any comments or thoughts you have on there. Uh, whether you agree with me or not, I would love to hear from that. And then you can also uh, send me emails to uh, the com, or, sorry, common sense podcast at fastmail.com. That's common sense podcast at fastmail.com. <laughs> Well, everyone, that is the end of our very first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that there is a sense of camaraderie that's been born between uh, yourself and myself. I would very much appreciate you uh, going to wherever service you use to listen to your podcast and giving us a five-star rating if you feel it's worthy of that. Like the podcast, give it a five-star rating. That helps us to grow the audience and get the message out to others around. But again, thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time and, and sitting down and listening to this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you uh, via social media and an email. And uh, definitely we'll uh, have fun as we continue to produce and uh, get more episodes on the air. So again, thank you so much for your time. Have a great rest of your day or evening and i will see you on episode two